the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Good day. How are you? Merch Monday. Always like these. Bankers and lawyers get together over the weekend and hammer out the details. Merger Mondays are typically do happen on Mondays because it gives everyone a little bit of time to hammer out the details. In some cases they announce it on Sunday instead of Monday. But we got a lot of deals today. And what's good about deals... And you're saying, how does Sherwin-Williams buying Valsper help me? Well, it reminds you, or should remind you, that companies are looking at each other and saying, we see some value here. If they could see it, perhaps you can see it. So it's a $11.3 billion deal. The all-cash deal gives the combined company about $15 billion in annual revenue. If you're going to put coatings on anything, there's a very strong chance that it's going to be the Sherwin-Williams-Valsper combination. Um, of course, anytime there's mergers or acquisitions, employees should be concerned. Um, there's $280 million of annual synergies, which is corporate shorthand for excess processes, excess people, excess costs. So that's a lot. That's a big chunk of change. UK financial giant market, so uh, M-A-R-K-I-T, market, uh, announced a deal to combine with its U.S. rival IHS at a $13 billion deal. The combined company will be headquartered in London and would have had annual revenue of about $3.3 billion in 2015. The latest chapter in the long running, She Loves Me, She Loves Me Not, Merger and acquisition of Marriott and Starwood. Um, and giant insurance company, Anbang. Marriott announced an increased offer to acquire Starwood, topping the $13 billion offer made last week. The Marriott-Starwood deal, which was first announced in November, is going to create the largest hotel company in the world. As for, and again, will Anbang come back with another higher offer? 
At some points in time, probably not. Uh, Marriott also said, hey, looking at the data, we only saw $200 million of synergies, i.e. people that we could fire, extra processes, extra costs. Now we see $250 million. So on one hand, Wall Street loves it when companies wake up and see value in each other. If you take out the consumer products division of the S&P 500, market's not as expensive as it looks. It's just companies like Procter & Gamble and Colgate have these really fat, bloated valuations. So the comeback is complete after entering its fifth straight weekly gain last week. The S&P 500 is up three-tenths of a percent for a year. Still better than what you can get at a bank. And a long couple weeks, months left to go in the year. Current disposition has everyone talking, yet not everyone is speaking the same language. We had oil starting to decouple. For the majority of the year this year, we had, as oil went, so went the stock market. Now we're starting to see that decouple, and it's probably a good thing. We'll see if it continues. Of course, it's tied towards the stronger dollar, and the stronger dollar is tied towards we can pay more for S&P 500 earnings. Um, not terribly enthused with the market this year. I don't think anyone is. But I'm glad that we got to where we are as far as not break even, uh, but slightly above break even, and I'm glad that we fought back from a really stinky beginning. I hate it when we have uh, pervasive negativism. And people quit and they give up on the markets. And like, here's the, the here's the truth: if you invest in your 401k uh, in January and February, you're probably up five to ten percent for the year. Not too shabby. That changes that one tenth or three tenths of a percent that the S&P 500's up, because you bought low. So three big mergers or three big proposals today. Will you marry me? Wait. <laughs> I should be careful. Someone can copy that audio and, and edit it up and chop it up pretty funny. China is a focal point today. Um, the Shanghai Composite Advanced 2.2% reports attributing the move to a relaxation of the margin lending controls and some optimism that March trade data should look better than previous months. One can only hope, considering China's imports fell about 138 year-over-year year in February, while its exports declined 25%. China's a problem, and China's got a, a, a debt problem bigger than the United States. So the loan piece of economic data out of the United States today is that existing home sales for February uh, coming out. That should be out right now. Let me see if I can't find that number for you real quick. Existing home sales differ from previous uh, from new home sales. Existing home sales plunged 7.1% to a three-month low in February. Uh, that's lowest since November when new regulations squelched the market. Existing home sales sink 7.1% to an annual rate of 5.08 million. That's not great, especially since it's kind of playing with spring. Not a lot of inventory out there. Sales were 2.2% higher in February than a year ago. But the month had an extra day. Um, last month's decline is it's it's going to pe- people are going to say it's meaningful. The median price of a home that's already existing in the United States two hundred ten thousand eight hundred 
dollars. Uh, February's swoon may reflect resistance from buyers, balking at the limited options and higher prices. Average together, the strong January and weak February make a uh, 5.25 million rate case. So, uh, the National Association of Realtors has called for more home building to ease the supply constraints that are out there. Very, very limited supplies. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air today. A little later in the show, I'm going to be giving away tickets to the one, the only San Jose Barracuda for a family of four. It's an amazing value pack as they're making a run for the playoffs. Let's hope that they get there so we can extend our season and extend some giveaways if you're with me and or against me. Uh, you choose a side. So take a look at the markets today. Oil vacillating overnight pretty aggressively. A lot of strength in recent M&A activity. Home builders are tumbling in consumer discretionary sector. That's pretty interesting. Oh, this is kind of cute to me, but probably not to you. The CEO of Valiant Pharmaceuticals, a company that lost 60% of its value last week, uh, CEO's gone. He, he stepped down. But he's going to stay on as CEO until a new one can be found. But ultimately, he's gone. The good news about that and bad news about that is stock's been battered and fried. That's not good. Uh, getting rid of a perceived problem. You know, Bill Ackman, who is not having a good year, he's not having a good two years for a billionaire activist investor. Uh, hopefully you weren't following him and being a, uh, you know, letting him be your Buddha on the mountain or a guru per se. Anything you want to talk about today, pick up the phone. Give me a call, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. My nose is a little congested. When I was in second grade, I got the word confused with constipated. I told the teacher, my nose is constipated. I need to go see the nurse. Uh, I'm hoping I'm not constipated. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Amazon. Have you ever bought some things on Amazon and returned them? Uh, and you're like, I remember some one of my friends bought balloons for like a party, and they just came and they were just wrong and wanted to return them. And the balloons were like three bucks or four bucks, so they call back the people they bought them from because Amazon's got multiple distributors and you know third parties that are doing selling for them. And they just said, keep them. We'll give you credit. And you're like, okay. They just gave away $3 of balloons or $4 of balloons, which probably cost $0.10, cents, $0.15. Cents. But there's also shipping involved, and they don't want to pay for the shipping to go back. Well, listen to this. A uh, guy named Greg Nelson, a man, he returned 37 out of 343 items, and uh, they banned him. So they said, you're, you're sending too much stuff back. 
that's an interesting thought, right? Anyhow, let's talk a little financial planning with CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Chad, I want to talk to you about a friend and her brother. I recently learned from her that her brother has become a raging alcoholic. He hasn't had a job in two or three years, and when he does get one, he kind of falls through pretty quickly. Um, Their parents, very wealthy from Santa Rosa, very wealthy. The problem is, I think he was planning on getting some of that wealth. He's now probably 45, and it doesn't Mm -hmm. have any of the wealth, and he's probably pretty close to death because his drinking has led to probably liver issues, but he's had run-ins with the police. He's had jail situations. He's... Uh, not being faithful to his spouse. She's standing by him. She's got some sort of problem. And when I was talking to his sister, you know, again and again and again and again, it came back that he resents his dad for not giving him money when he was 21. Pretty crazy. That's what estate planning is all about. And that's probably a mistake or that's probably a, a topic for you and I to talk about as far as how to set up giving wealth away in your lifetime and how to set up giving away wealth after you've passed so that you don't hurt the people that you love. Yeah, and you have to be careful about hurting people that you love in terms of enabling because I've seen a lot of people enable their kids to continue to make mistakes and be able to fall back on mom and dad and fall back on the the wealth that mom and dad created, and it doesn't do them any good. Um, in that type of a situation, Rob, you've got two kids in this situation. One kid's probably good with money, and they could receive their inheritance outright. The other child, not so good, so they would need to leave the money in trust for that son, uh, you know, some type of fully discretionary type of a trust where the trustee can dole out money as they see fit. And I would not make the daughter the trustee because then that ruins the relationship between the daughter and the, you know, her brother. Um, you would want to hire an outside fiduciary to be the trustee or a professional trust company and might even make it that, yeah, you can get more money out of this thing more than just maintaining your, your, your health and your, you know, well-being, but you have to be alcohol-free, for example. So there's a lot of things that you can do to have control after you pass away so that you're not enabling the kids. Um, and part of that is picking the right fiduciary, the right trustee to handle the affairs after you're gone. How does one go about picking a trustee? Because everyone that I know personally who has got an estate plan, they've all set it up so that it goes to one of the family members as the trustee. Um, mm-hmm. And again, it does create tension because if you're not the trustee and you're like, hey, um, Linda over there, she's not, you know, we have an oil well. Why don't we sell that? I want to buy a boat. And that's not Linda's plan. <laughs> so Right. Well, usually in, in terms of the estate settlement and kind of the, the trustee of the living trust that, that really the executor of the estate mm-hmm. that handles getting assets to the right places and the right people. In the right places, I mean, some of those assets might be going into trust for another person. Okay. So there's that trustee that settles the estate. Most people have um, that have money have trusts that are created at their death called testamentary trusts. And you still have to pick an additional trustee of that long-term trust. And it's, it's really tough because a lot of people pick a certain family member, and it's not a fun job. It's really kind of tough to do. The biggest mistake that I see made is that the, you know, nobody really knows who to name, so the attorney just says, uh, name the large bank down the street. And if you do that, you have to realize that, that bank's going to require that management of the assets, and they're going to charge an arm and a leg just to manage a portfolio and not really do a good job as being a trustee. So you need to separate the 
investment side from the trustee side and have powers for the trustee to pick and choose who they want to be the investment advisor, but also allow the uh, trustee to be replaced. And so I like there's there's some good, you know, non investment required trustees that are out there or professional fiduciaries. That's the other thing that you can look at that their job is to follow the rules of the trust and dole out money and they charge either an hourly or an annual flat fee versus a percentage of assets that adds up to a lot of money over time. Um, and it, because it, you know, unless you're leaving over 500,000 or more to somebody in trust, it, it cost wise, it doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense. Right. Um, and naming family members is often not a good idea because then that can create a, a situation where you're leaving, you know, turmoil and bad relationships. I like my mom's plan. Her plan is when she dies, everything gets sold and it gets distributed amongst the six kids. Everything gets sold and it gets, dis- and that's fantastic because it keeps it pretty much so her wishes and pretty darn simple. Thanks very much. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. So, Apple has had a big run recently, and the shares have rallied 10% over the last 30 days. As investors anticipate the company's new product announcement today, a small phone, a small iPad, uh, that's what's widely expected. Um, some people just want a phone. And, you know, the 6 and the, or the 6S and the 6 Plus, the 6S Plus, they get kind of huge. They turn into miniature iPads. Uh, I don't like putting my phone in my... I've got a success. And I don't like putting my phone in my, my pants. It's like it's too big. And it's bendable. It's a bendable thing that breaks when it's in your pants. Um, gosh, the sounds that I'm throwing out there today could be edited to make me look kind of, well, over-sexualized. Apple wins big, even if this phone doesn't immediately add to sales. When you rally 10% and you're the biggest company in the world in 30 days, it's already a winner. So uh, it's the best run up of shares ahead of an unveiling of a new model of smartphones since the 11.4% gain ahead of the 5C and the 5S. So the shares may or may not give back their gains, but like I said, already a winner. Uh, Because they could use those shares and... Uh, do what they want with them. Legal marijuana forecast. Listen to this. Supposed to hit $23 billion in four years. It is ramping up aggressively. Rapidly becoming a big semi-legal business across the country. $5.7 billion in sales last year. Going to hit $23 billion in four years. If you could invest in that, whew, that's some growth. <laughs> that's a budding idea. I'll stay home tomorrow. <laughs> I'm Rob Black.
Welcome in. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do truly appreciate it, and uh, I know that you have choices out there when it comes to what you could be doing with your time. And earball, earballs. Uh, Marriott and Starwood, they've announced that they're going to get together, uh, leaving a Japanese, a Chinese insurer at the altar for now. Uh, this is going to create the world's largest hotel company, 1,270 Starwood properties, 4,300 Marriott properties, more than 5,000 properties, or 5,500 properties combined, 1. million rooms in 100-plus countries. Marriott rewards 54 million members, Starwood 21 million members, 30 leading brands expected to close mid-2016. I threw out some pretty big numbers out there, right? And... Uh, I guess what I want you to know about that is there's multiple ways to invest in real estate. You can invest in hotels. Um, you can invest in real estate investment trusts. You can invest, and they yield typically 3 4%, sometimes 5% in dividend income. Uh, plus, you get the real estate appreciation. It's a business that's doing business uh, on real estate that it owns. You can own some mortgage rates, which I'm not crazy about, to be quite honest. Uh, I don't, I would never, ever, ever, never, ever tell you to own a private REIT. Throw it out there. Uh, commercial real estate is tough. So just throw that out there for you. A lot of people talk about how great it is, but go to other parts of the country and you'll see that, you know, not all deals work out the way you want them to. Uh, I would say a good 80% of the people that I know who've gone bankrupt have done it, not from credit cards, not from losing their job, but because of real estate. Be very cautious on that. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Speaking of real estate, let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Joining us now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com, talking real estate, talking lending. Um, just got an email, Tony, from a property manager on one of my rentals, and she asked the question, your lease is expiring in June. Um, great time to release your home. The tenant would like to stay until December 31. That's when her retirement has been delayed, too. It puts me in a dilemma. It puts me in a yeah. quandary, right? Well, you're in a good position to begin with because you're using a property manager who can help you, say, give you some statistics. What are the percentages? Uh, or Is it higher percent chance I'm going to rent in June than in December? Probably more in June than in December because people are starting to shuffle things around for the summer, sure. finding schools and families, things like that. Although people might be out for summer. So this is some questions that you're going to want to ask your your. Keep in mind, this is a single-family single home. Yeah. Um, it's not luxurious. It's probably not going to attract a family as much as it's going to attract independent professionals who might want a roommate kind of scenario. Um, now, on the other hand, I have a rental. My lease is always, for the last nine years, has been up on February 1st. And okay. I haven't had any problems renting in okay. February 1st. So it's all about your property manager. Since it's out of the state, it's something that you have to rely on that property manager to give you the right information. So I would recommend you just talk to them and figure out what the percentages are for success. This is a rental in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And every time you look at the fastest growing cities in America, every time you look at the lowest unemployment, it's in Raleigh. Yep. You know, it's a name that constantly pops up. Mm -hmm. They, Seattle, Oklahoma City, um, Houston, Austin, uh, Denver. All the cities where young people are going to. So 
I'm thinking, and again, this is it, that's the damnation game. I'm thinking I could probably rent it. I, I love the tenant. She's been no problems, mm-hmm. no poop on the walls, no marijuana, no. Here, here's the other side of the email, and I, I can see it here, saying that she's she's her retirement's been pushed out. So now, if you kick her out in in June, she has to find a place temporarily for six months. Yeah. Um, at the same time. Um, she may want to re- renew the lease in December after she retires. So there's some things you may, you may want to t- have them talk to the to your renter and see if there's uh, you know some something you can compromise. Maybe say you know what we'll renew it for two years and see what she says. Yeah. So there I, are some options that you can do here. And here's the other angle that I don't like at all is my property manager just contacting me saying like, hey, look, I know that I get a whole month of rent every time I put a new person in. She's not. I mean. She, they're not that, but there is a little bit of that going on. There's a little bit. I mean, they're definitely in, in the business to make money. Yeah. And keeping the houses rented, are, it's going to produce cash flow yeah. for them. Yeah. And see, I'm thinking, do I have more money this June? Do I have more money at Christmas? Because when that tenant goes out, new paint, new, a lot of things are going to go into it to improve it. Now, well, there's another thing to consider as well. If, if you renew it, are you going to raise her rent? If you get a new renter, That's can true. you raise the rent? That's true. I gave this woman a sweetheart deal on the rent when the economy was That's stinking. That's why she wants to stay then. Yeah. yeah. So I could easily charge an extra $200, $400 a month. You know, uh, Raleigh's uh, been on the top of the list as far as rents. Uh, one of the stats that I look at is uh, rental uh, multifamily construction in the United States, and Raleigh hit the top of the list in the top three. Yeah, um, there was a huge percentage increase in the construction of rental apartments. Um, so there's a need for rents, rentals. In you know yeah. that the what is it called the uh, triangle there? Yeah. It's called technology triangle or something like that. Yeah. And and you're not too far from there, so you have a desirable property, and you're near the freeway. Right. So there's some good things that you have about the property that can command more rent. So I, this is a tough one for me. You got a lady who wants to retire. You've had her in there for a while. You're going to screw her over late, basically if you kick her out. I'm not screwing her over. I'm getting her below same, market rent. At the same time, you could rent, you know, turn around and rent. It's a, what do you want to do? What BMR. Do BMR. I just made up a term. Although other people use that term. Be, be nice. What? Uh, below market rent. Uh, below market rent. Okay. Uh, so ASAP. BMR. RB. Call me. DM. Um, so you know one of the reasons I bought in Raleigh? Explain it. I, I know why, but go ahead and... Because the girls there are 18. Oh, okay. I'm 18. I love that. I'm they... pretty sure my answer would have been quite a bit different. You know, uh, it's fantastic. Every time I go back to North Carolina and visit, it's 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 culture shock because they have grits at the restaurants. Grits. And um, I figured out why they lost the Civil War in the South. Because they talk really slowly. They think a, a bagel. I'd like a bagel and cheese. And they're like, you want to eat a dog with cheese? And they're like, I'm going to go get your breakfast for you. And that's how the na- the North took them over. They just, they're taking too long to <laughs> they explain. They talked them to death, right? No. While they were trying to explain that the soldiers were, you know, a mile away, the soldiers were in Marty marched on them. So, anyway. Um, Raleigh, North Carolina. Durham, uh, the, the research well, circle. And that was a good investment strategy that you pulled. I mean, we were talking about this for several months, uh, places in the United States to, to uh, buy rental properties. Yeah. And again, it's something that I've talked about people here as Bay Area prices have gone up. 
what are some of the alternatives for people who want to still get into real estate? There's rents are going up all across the nation, and there's still good opportunities in many, many cities there's across no the United sh- States. There's no shame renting here and buying a rental somewhere else. We, we had a 1031 exchange guy on the other day explain why buying rental properties makes sense. As soon as you know, you have somebody else paying off your real estate. And then you we'll can talk transfer. About it. Yeah, yeah we'll say that, about that another show. day. I mean, it's there's there's many reasons why you buy rental property, but I, first-time owners, property management, because they'll answer questions like that for you. Absolutely, and um, that ties that up in a nice little bow. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. He is a mortgage lender. He is my mortgage lender. He's done numerous mortgages for me. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. With springtime comes springtime allergies, and yes, I'm one of those people who go through a couple bad weeks and, uh, I don't know, maybe call the show or I'll blow my nose on air. I don't know. Will that get me a SEC fine or SEC fine? FCC. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Gas prices up 25 cents in four weeks. Boo! That's all I have to say about that. Um, regular, gate, regular grade gas now sits at $2.02 per gallon gallon. Uh, we may see gas prices increase further, even if crude oil prices do not continue rising, because um, the refiners make our summer-grade gasoline. Uh, U.S. existing home sales tumble. That's a warning sign. Warning! Warning! Will Roger, or Will Danger, Will, Will Robinson. God, I'm getting old. Remember Robbie the Robot? Warning, Will Robinson. U.S. home resales fell sharply in February, a potentially troubling sign for America's economy. Again, you look at things that are going for us, low unemployment, although uh, 4.9%, it doesn't feel like wages are going up for very many people. You look at a strong housing market, but existing home sales tumbling. Uh, and you look at autos, but you see auto loans extending six, seven years. And people leasing more so than ever. So the three big pillars of strength are actually, on one hand, they look good. But on the other hand, they look a little stretched. It's like seeing that incredibly beautiful person. And then you find out they used to be 400 pounds and you see them in a bikini or in uh, a Speedo. And you're like, ooh, look at all that skin. Ooh, stay covered up. Let's not look underneath the surface. Ooh. There's an infomercial on like at 2 in the morning. Sometimes I have trouble sleeping about skin reduction. It shouldn't be allowed on television. It is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Uh, it'll make you, I, I don't know, it's like a mouse going in your mouth and vomiting and then dying in your mouth. No, thank you. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at robblack.com. Don't forget, Barracuda tickets coming up. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. On the iHeartRadio app. 
Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Starwood has agreed to a sweetened merger with Marriott. Um, let's see what else is out there. Sherwin, Wim, Sherwin Williams is buying Valspersa to paint companies, two coatings companies getting together. There's a new GMO labeling law that is getting people kind of freaked out. U.S. food industry is fighting one of its fiercest regulatory battles in years. And this is one of the problems that I have with just information in general. It is so mismanaged and so misunderstood. And, you know, I'm, I'm to blame. I think we all are. I told you I had a friend who sent me an article not too long ago about how McDonald's is closing so many stores because people want organic food. No, no. That's not quite right. Uh, McDonald's strategically chooses to close stores that are underperforming. Um, and it's not like fast food sales are going down. They're going up. So sometimes they go from McDonald's to Burger King to Wendy's. Um uh, he looks at it as he was McDonald's kid, but if you look at kids today, they might be more inclined towards Wendy's or, you know, grabbing a sandwich at Starbucks or uh, Subway. Like, people think Subway's a healthy alternative. Subway's fast food. It's grotesque, that processed food, uh, in my opinion. Anyhow, the country's first law requiring mandatory GMO labels is slated to go into effect in Vermont on July 1. And what will this label mean or not mean? So it, the government's going to fine the company $1,000 a day per product for companies like General Mills, um, you know, if things aren't done to their standards. Vermont's a tiny market for most companies, but the integrated nature of supply chains gives it an outsized effect. You know, are you going to do boxes different for one state versus all states? Uh, throw on that, like with gasoline, the same concept of Different states have different formulations of gasoline and ethanol in their gasoline. Um, So Vermont's kind of tiny, but General Mills said it's slapping GMO labels on its packaged food nationwide, saying it would be too too, complex and too expensive to create a separate distribution network for the 626,000 person state. Isn't that crazy? How small Vermont is, and yet they get two members in the House of Representatives. Ooh, ooh, not fair. Or is it? I don't know. Depends on your take of uh, the Constitution. Uh, I'm not going to go start rapping or anything like that. So General Mills makes Cheerios and Lucky Charms. And their stance against mandatory labeling, saying, having one system for Vermont and one for everyone else is untenable. Some companies fear such labels will be sort of scarlet letter and uh, scare off consumers, uh, replacing ingredients altogether. Like for Vermont Fresh Pasta, touts its fresh local fare, said it has swapped out canola oil, which typically contains GMOs, for olive oil, which has no genetically modified version of it yet. Um, a lot of the foods, some foods are exempt. So this isn't like, hey, we get GMO labels uh, produced with genetic engineering. Uh Whoa. So, right? Are you with me or against me? The modern day. There's a new Wi-Fi product out there that was crowdfunded. That's now starting to become sold. It's a company called Eero. It's a product called Eero. If you think your Wi-Fi at home 
is annoying. You get, you know, second level basement problems. You're battling phones, laptops, game systems, and connected gadgets. Everyone wants their bandwidth. So there's a new company called Eero. Um, and what's interesting to note about that is, like I said, they kind of came public. They didn't come public, excuse me. I'm having some congestion issues in my head today. Uh, they kind of came through with crowdfunding. So there's also a new competitor to Eero, E-E-R-O, called Plume, and they've gathered wireless industry veterans to create what it claims is a new kind of Wi-Fi, uh, adaptive Wi-Fi. So um, Plume systems consist of a lot of cheap, dumb antennas, enough for every room of a house for a total cost of about 100 bucks. So people continue to try to solve this problem of wireless internet uh and i was at verizon over the weekend and i'm like do i really use 10 gigs of data a month uh my old phone started to slip you know it wasn't picking up the wi-fi signals correctly so it would transfer over to verizon's data and i was like uh or maybe it was a weak wi-fi right inside the home 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, stocks started hot. Hot, hot, hot. A little bust poindexter, right? Uh, and then they went cold. So we started higher, moved lower. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The U.S. existing home sales tumbled, and that's, honestly, that's a really bad sign. I'm not saying it's like, Run for the hills, get your shotguns, uh, build the, the disaster shelter. No, I'm not saying that. Uh, sales have been volatile and prone to big swings up and down in recent months uh, when there were some new mortgage regulations put into effect in October. But the U.S. really counts right now uh, on housing. Housing continues to be supported by a tightening labor market, which is starting to push up wage growth, boosting household formation. But a dearth of properties available for sale remains a challenge. Finding the right property at an affordable price is burdening a lot of potential buyers. I've got, you know, three properties that if it were my druthers, I would never sell. Ever, never, ever, ever. I'll never put them on the market. I've got another one I probably would. Um, but that's the prob- That's one of the problems is people are lingering with what they have. Average gas price is up 25 cents in four weeks. That's not good. That's tax on the consumer. Big mergers today, $37 billion in announcements. Biggest one being paint giant Sherwin-Williams going after Valsper. Will anyone jump in and try to suck them up and push up the price? I don't know the de- intimate details of that one yet. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me at robblackshow.com. Find me on Twitter and YouTube, Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.